Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Old Lion Media presents Wardrobe Boss. Hey you, thanks for stopping by and welcome to the Wardrobe Boss podcast. I'm glad you're here. I'm Eliza Perilla, your host, and I am the Wardrobe Boss. And we're here talking fashion, style, closet and home organization, and how that helps create a successful mindset even before you leave the house. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're into winning in life, you stopped by the right place. Feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave your comments wherever you check out our podcast. So it's a new year. Yay. We made it. We're done. It's over. We're not even mentioning the other year. 2021, time to get things done. And you know how we all do. Everybody's focused on weight loss and fitness goals and finding your soulmate in a pandemic, blah, 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 blah. Well, today our guest is an expert matchmaker. So we're going to help you with that. Arlene Washburn is a master executive certified matchmaker. And while people feel ready to date, there's a lot of preparation work that goes into it, including wardrobe. So the beautiful and powerful Arlene is going to enlighten us on how to get back into dating, what we need to know and and what we need to wear on a date. So Arlene, welcome to the Wardrobe Boss Podcast. Eliza, I'm so excited not only to have met you, but excited to be on your show because I've been uh, an avid listener ever since I learned about it. And I'm learning so much from you. So I have tons of questions, of course, <laughs> but let's let's get into it. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad you have questions. So the first question that I want to ask you, Arlene, is that so many times, um, I don't know that much about matchmakers, so I'm going to find out today. But one thing I've noticed is that some matchmakers, or maybe it's just the ones on TV, right, that they're not married. So are you a matchmaker who's married? That is such a great question. And, and I know I'm going to get killed because... Um, you know, of course, I've trained hundreds of matchmakers all over the world. And our friend, I don't know if you were alluding to Patty Stanger, but she's a friend of mine and we've done things together in the past. She has, she's 57. I don't think she's still married. Um, so it's interesting. My personal motto is I need to walk my talk. And therefore, you know, like if I'm going to hire, a stylist, she needs to be fabulous and styled just like you are. If I'm going to hire a personal trainer, they have to be in great shape. And so, of course, I am married and I have a wonderful relationship. And I'm not just saying that. And I'm a big believer as a science-based relationship coach that uh, relationships are not supposed to be hard. And every time I hear one of my professional colleagues say, oh, relationships are hard, I'm, I just, it, it drives me crazy because they're not supposed to be hard. And that's why you get skills so that you can stop, you know, doing things the hard way. <laughs> See, already that's like such a relief because in my mind, I don't think relationships are supposed to be that difficult either. Especially when you think about the relationships with your favorite people outside of it being your spouse. None of my relationships with the favorite people in my life are difficult at all. Exactly. So 
I think the same thing. So I'm glad to know that you're married because myself, I feel like if I'm going to be coached by someone, then I want to know that they're, like you said, I want to know that they're practicing what it's like to be in a successful relationship instead of telling me to practice it. So um, did you use any of your matchmaking techniques to meet your spouse? I'm curious. Uh, yes. And it wasn't by design. So I sort of stepped outside of a lot of my um, common rules and mistakes that people make um, when they're single. So, for example, I met my husband online and there's a big article in the Bergen Record that was written. You can find that on my website. It's, it's actually a pretty cool story. But I met him online. I He was not geographically desirable, which I know a lot of people look for. We didn't come from the same backgrounds. Uh, he's like a country white boy from, you know, Blairstown, New Jersey. I was this, you know, brown skin, you know, city girl uh, when we met. You know, we met halfway. He showed up in a pickup truck with a plaid shirt. <laughs> he looked like a Marlboro man. <laughs> I showed up in a Mercedes all decked out and hotsy totsy. You know, we were just like very, very different. And so a lot of the reasons why people decide not to meet someone is uh, what I sort of threw away at that point. I was just so ready for a committed relationship. And it worked out for me. And what I, then later found out as I got into my industry, because when he met me, I was a pharmaceutical industry executive. Um, what I really found out was that as much as we were different, we had the same core values. And that's really where it counts. You have to have the same aligned core values with your friends, with, you know, your significant other. If that varies, it's, it's just not going to work. So in your professional opinion, why is dating so hard these days? Because you just made it sound easy, but I'm sure that you also said, okay, well, I'm going to put this to the side that he doesn't look like whatever you thought in your mind. So you had a whole open mindset outside, you know, the way you went in. So why do you think it's so hard for people to date and get married and stay dating. Because you have to have an open heart, an open mind, and you have to be very clear about what your values are, what your goals are, and then you have to learn how to communicate that in a way that is not off-putting so you can connect with people and at the same time so that you're authentic and really um, expressing what you want out of a relationship, what your needs are out of a relationship, et cetera. And I think that, and, and, I'll, and I'll say, you know, let's speak to how women are raised to be people pleasers, to not really express themselves. There's a lot that we teach our daughters that is very harmful. And, and I would say the opposite of what they should be doing to really connect and to have a healthy relationship and quite honestly, the first relationship starts with the relationship you have with yourself, um, which I'm sure you deal with all the time as a stylist that, you know, the relationship with yourself then and that authenticity brings out your style and all the different things about you. And I think a lot of people are not very clear on that. They're just kind of doing what society dictates, what your parents' ex uh, expectations are, or this is what you're supposed to do, this is what you're supposed to have, you know, and we need to sort of kind of strip away all of that nonsense, get very clear and, you know, so do a lot of introspection 
and then be able to move forward as a whole person who's ready and open and, you know, you're going to succeed. And and that's part of what I talk to in a lot of the coaching that I do. Um, people are very surprised when they realize that a lot of my coaching is inner work that applies to just about anything in life, not just relationships. So it sounds like two things to me. It sounds like, you know, when people go buy a home and they're like, these are the eight things I have to have in this home. But then when they look at what's available, they find that most of the homes, if not all of the homes, do not have the eight things that they require. So then at some point, they're going to have to take the home that has six to, you know, five or six things of the eight things that they require. So are you saying that it's something similar to that? Well, not really, because I don't want anybody to settle, right? Okay. So what... If you get very clear and you hone in on to what your must-haves are and what your deal-breakers are, that then becomes your filter for how you interact with potential partners. And the filter is not about height. It's not about skin color. It's not about religion. It's really about how that person is going to make you feel and what their, you know, what their core values are. And are you aligned about important things? For example, right now we have so much upheaval with politics and that's never been an issue in the world of matchmaking, but it is now, it has become like a core value for so many people, irrespective of whether they are a Republican or a Democrat or independent, you know, that's now become a thing, right? Because there's a there's an underlying core value there that you have yes. to have aligned. Yes. Um, if you're very religious, like there are people who are like, okay, I, you know, I, I'm a believer. I go to church on Sunday, but I don't feel that my partner has to go with me. If that's okay with you, then you could be with someone who is not as religious or Christian or what have you. But then people just kind of create this criteria that is not as important as they think it is. And that's part of what we go through when I sit with a, a, a new client is really hone in on, is this truly a core value for you? Is this really important or is it not? And when you come down to it, it's almost so hard for them to have a laundry list. By the time we walk away, you know, like, okay, we're going to find a match for you. Nine times out of 10, they maybe have five must-haves and five deal breakers because a lot of it is, the rest of it is like BS. <laughs> right. That is a great answer because you see most people don't get that answer because they don't have a person like you. So they don't know. So they're kind of out there, you know, dating blindly and just throwing whatever and say, okay, let's see what sticks here. Um, another thing you said that, is to me is so important and I can see this also because of the work that I do. The work that I do is kind of intimate as I'm in people's closets, right? But um, one of the things you said is that besides an open mind, you have to have an open heart. And I think when it comes to an open heart that this isn't just my own personal opinion, but I think that we live in a world and a society where people's hearts are very closed. And I don't want to say damaged, but when you accumulate all the hurts and all the everything in life, sometimes we walk around with hardened hearts, right? I think New York is, is a great example of that. Um, I'm not trying to throw dirt on my city, but I'm just saying <laughs> I could easily see that, right? Um, so how does a person get a heart check before they walk into something? Because if you don't get a heart check and you walk into something 
um, having lust lead, then three months in, whatever, six months in, it's a complete disaster. And But I also think that's because people don't get to know each other, but we'll get to that. Well, I'm going to give you an analogy that I think you'll appreciate. You know how you go in and you clean out people's closet and get rid of the stuff that really shouldn't be there, that they're no longer using, that it, there's no value, that it's just not serving them anymore. Yes. Well, having an open heart, it, what it means is getting rid of the baggage. And what is baggage? Is holding on to past hurts, uh, holding on to things that don't serve you. So I always tell uh, the women that I coach that you have to spring clean your belief system every year, just like you would spring clean your closet. Get rid of the stuff that's no longer serving you. If you have a belief that is keeping you down. So if you believe that in New York, it's hard to find a match, then find a way to say, release it and say, New York is a perfect place for me to meet someone. And then grab your evidence journal and start looking for evidence of that. Every time you see a couple, oh, those people met and they're from New York. And therefore, there is a possibility of meeting someone in New York. You know, and different things that, you know, beliefs are just what you kind of tell yourself. They're not always based on facts. Um, so it's really important to just make sure that your beliefs are aligned to what you want to accomplish. And that's going to change every year. Uh, so obviously, it's not just about relationships. Um, so I think you and I can do an annual spring cleaning where I talk about sprinkling your beliefs especially when it comes to things of love and sprinkling your closet so that you can make way for the opportunities that are going to come your way. So you can look great. So you can emerge, you know, with a different look and a different outlook. And that just applies all across the board on anything and everything. <laughs> I agree with that a thousand percent because I have to admit that I can be so guilty of so many of those things, right? That even I have to check myself on a, on a regular basis and say, Clear that mindset, clear that old story, clear that, you know, but I love that you said, look for evidence of it. That's great because, and I was going to ask you that because then it seems like we're faking it. Okay. I believe that, right? But then you really don't believe it. And if you really don't believe it, how do you expect it to manifest? So the evidence journal is a great takeaway. So thank you. This is why you're <laughs> on the show today for your expertise. Now, I, I want to switch gears a little bit. I have been on the dating sites for, I, I guess, maybe the last three or six months, but I got off very quickly. And, and I usually, this is my pattern. I'll get on for like a month or two and then I'll get off quickly. And, you know, if I'm wrong, well, then so be it. I am wrong. But one of the things that is my biggest pet peeve is how people show up to life because you're representing yourself. And I just feel like people are so casual that, um, you know, in my age range, the pool is a lot smaller. But I mean, men show up there with their construction outfit on with like a cigarette in their hand and like, yo, what's up? And you know, I, I rarely, and I'm not, I'm not being funny. Um, I'm so serious. Rarely do I see someone who just looks like they're well represented. Um, I'm not saying you have to wear a suit and tie, but dang it, make an effort. And so what I see is people who don't make an effort in their appearance. And then what, um, what I experience is people who don't even make an effort, like in trying to get to know you. So I think, 
I'm not sure if this is the way it is. It's just in my own personal experience. Getting to know you is thrown out the window to like a microwave, fast forward to a microwave relationship. And one thing that I've learned for myself is I used to let a man lead because I thought that a man was supposed to lead. And now I don't let anyone lead me to a place that I'm not really comfortable. Not a place, at a pace, right? I usually let the man lead the pace I don't do that anymore. I'm like, I'm going at the pace I need to go to. If the other person is not okay with that, that's okay. If they need to leave, if they need to whatever, that's okay. But I need to go at the pace that works for me. And my pace is getting to know someone in a slow or not so fast manner. I don't know yeah. if that's popular. I'm pretty sure it's not, but maybe that's why I'm single. And I'm okay with that because at this point, I will not compromise, not for age, not for how fat I am or how skinny I am or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where to begin? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, uh, a couple of things. Yeah, I totally agree. You should have your boundaries. And so if one of your boundaries is to have a certain pace in which you get to know someone, then that's absolutely important. Um, the thing about the online dating platforms is that people typically will, what I say, half ass it. They don't put a lot of effort into it. And it's, it's so mind boggling to me to see how people go crazy and do all this research. If they're going to go buy a car, if they're going to get a house, you know, everything in life, you know, you want to get an education, you want to get a degree. But when it comes to this th this business of love, everyone thinks that it's like, oh, whatever. If it's meant to be, it'll happen. If you know, there's like very minimal effort um, that is made, and a lot of times the effort is in the wrong place. For example, women who go on first dates and they show up like they're auditioning because maybe they met someone who's attractive and they think he's a good catch and maybe he's got stuff on his profile that's a good idea. And therefore, I'm going to go audition. I'm not going to be who I am. I'm not going to, you know, express any boundaries or what have you. And it's so inauthentic. And, you know, people pick up on that. And it's not a good foundation for how you would meet someone. So... It's it's very, very challenging. Nine times out of 10, people who don't have success online are, are people who are not really putting the effort into a um, a good profile and what they say and how they uh, their appearance. The other part of it is the other half that's not having success is the half that's, you know, being judgmental. Because some people just don't know better. <laughs> they... Um, are not as attuned to certain things and therefore they're going to make mistakes. Uh, for example, a guy might set up an online profile on his phone and he can't see and there's a typo and a woman will look at that and say, oh, you know, he's illiterate or whatever. And it's just, it could just be a simple typo. I'm not making excuses for it, but I think the open heart part comes in where you look at something without looking for reasons to get rid of it. Instead, it's like, what do I like about this? And come from that place. Because I can tell you, when I work with women, the first thing I do is looking through their delete, all the garbage that they threw out is, you know, a bunch of treasure in there that they're just throwing out because 
because we're in this, um, you know, era of like, there's so much, there's such a plethora of people that you can just delete and, you know, get rid of. Um, if we were like Costco's where they give you five choices, I think people would be a lot different, but that's not the case. So, so definitely, you know, don't judge. Sometimes people just don't know better. They're not, they don't know how to dress. They don't know how to whatever, but that gives you an opportunity as a stylist. Um, and then also, from, you know, a conscious person, yes, they should make the effort to really put together a nice profile if they really want to be successful with it. And they need to respond and they need to take the time. So even if it's once a week, you grab a glass of wine and you on a Sunday and you go online and you clear out everything in your inbox and respond to people, the algorithms will reward you for being active um, you should always tweak your profile so that, again, the algorithms will treat it like a newer one. So you're going to see new people. If you're going to have just a stale, you know, profile that you're not even responding to things, you're barely putting any effort into it, then it's not going to work. But you can uh, go online and in 30 days or 90 days meet the your soulmate and get off and now you're done. But it's just putting that effort in. So when you say that people should do their research, right, like as if they were buying a home or a car, if you had one resource to say, this is the resource you go to, and this is going to teach you how to do the proper research for a mate, because there is a science to it, and you're clearly saying that. So yes. what would that resource be, even if it's your own? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there are a lot of good coaches out there. Uh, I think, you know, relationship coaching I know coaching is not as, you know, it's a kind of a new thing when it comes to relationships for people, right. but I think it's a very uh, beneficial thing because if we hadn't been indoctrinated into the wrong information, then it wouldn't be such a bad thing. But the reality is, is most women are told the wrong things about relationships. Oh, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. Just, you know, just sit and wait. Um, well, don't say that to a guy. He's just going to take off. He's, you know, all this stuff. Um, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't go to bed mad. You know, like there's so many things. I mean, if you go to my, <laughs> my coaching website, um, and take the relationship quiz, it's a free relationship quiz. People are so frustrated because they get almost all the answers wrong. And these are people. I'm sorry. Let me just stop you for one second. Tell us that website, even though we'll get to it at the end, but, but say it now what it is. It's called get real, get love, get real, get love.com. That's my, uh, you know, my coaching website. Uh, and it's specifically geared towards women, but on there, when you get to the site, you'll see a pop-up come up for the quiz. And I encourage you to take that quiz because it's sort of a reality check of like, Oh, shoot, I don't really know anything about relationships, do I? <laughs> you know, um, I have yet to see someone get all of them right. So definitely check that out. And then when you realize that you're like, okay, well, then maybe I can stop and learn because a lot of my clients are like these powerhouse, you know, eight, per eight you know, eight type personalities that run businesses and whatever. And it's sometimes difficult for them to take some advice about relationship, but they're not having success. And so when they start to see there's signs, there's techniques, there's, you know, guidance that you can get to be able to achieve your relationship goals, then they're like, okay, I can do this. So one of the things that, and I'm not kidding you, that I think about a lot is that I wish 
that um, men would come to me just so that I can coach them on what to wear to get on a dating site or to start dating. Because I know that men of all ages, right, still want to date. And some are dating for, everyone's dating for different reasons, right? Some guys don't want to get married. Some guys just want to date. Some guys just want whatever. But I would just love to just work on their presentation, right? Their, their wardrobe presentation, because I just feel like that is so important. And I, I think that sometimes they can be a great guy, but then a bad presentation will just knock them right out the game. Um, and it, and it may not be that the person, the other person is not open. It just may be like, okay, that is too much. It's too, I can't, you're stuck in 1982. And what am I going to do with you? And of course, that's a fixable thing, which is the good part that it's a fixable thing. But I feel like if you go in out of the gate making a good impression, that will help you win faster. So how do you get people ready, um, wardrobe wise and, and, and psychological wise, because sometimes people are stuck, you know, in a date. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, appearance is everything. And I have seen, I've seen the gamut of it. I had a woman who was a college professor who, uh, I think she was in her mid fifties. And she said to me, Arlene, I don't understand why I get all these dirt bags reaching out to me and I'm getting, you know, dick pics. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that on this podcast? <laughs> uh, she's like, I don't get it. And so I said, can I take a look at your profile? And she looked like a hooker on her thing. She, because the, the challenge is right. Like you as a stylist can appreciate this more than anyone. If, if somebody doesn't know how to put themselves together and they, they want to look sexy, they want to look younger and you're in your mid fifties you can just do that, you know, you can just go right over that line to the point yep. where you just look like a slut, right? So I think, you know, and, and I've always had this in my practice. I've always had a team of experts like you that I would send people to because it's sort of like, you know, you walk into a house and you're like, oh, it's beautiful, but I wouldn't know how to put it together because I can't decorate. It's the same with attire. I think that just a lot of people have a hard time figuring it out and they sort of just throw the, their hands up in the air and they don't bother but if they, you know, having like your business is so valuable and, and honestly, people think that this is just for, you know, actors and actresses, the common person should always have a stylist that comes, even if it's once a year and just cleans out your closet, gets rid of the crap and tells you, look, you don't look good with that because maybe your friends and family are trying to be supportive and they won't say that, <laughs> but you really have to do that, clean it out and, and get rid of it. And your appearance, it, it always matters in anything you do in life. That's how you're going to be treated the way you're viewed. Unfortunately, people judge a book by its cover and that's just the way yeah. it is. So if you, let's say you send a person who needs a complete overhaul, right? Image overhaul. And you said you send them to a stylist and then they come back to you and they have this new hairstyle. They have a new way they do their makeup and they have, you know, a great new wardrobe. So, and then they say, Arlene, what am I supposed to wear on my first date? It's great that I have all of this, but I'm still not, don't know how to put together. So now they're asking you. So if, you know, give me an example of what you would tell someone to wear and what age range and what kind of, and this is a first date, like what should someone wear on a first date as a woman and then as a man? Okay. So <laughs> it's funny. I have articles on my website about this. Um, First and foremost, you have to dress according to what you're doing. 
right? I yes. mean, you're not going to come all decked out to meet someone, you know, at the zoo or at the park. And these days with COVID, you know, a lot of dates are happening where people are just taking a walk down the street. If they're in New York or something, social distancing and all that good stuff. Um, so dress appropriately, wear the right colors, wear the right fit, and make sure that, yes, everyone is entitled to their own personal style, but make sure that that style is, con you know, is conducive to the type of person you want to meet, right? So if you're all goth, there's nothing wrong with that. You could, that could be your style, but chances are you're not going to meet this guy from Wall Street that you want to meet because he's, he may not go for that, right? right? So I think people have to just be very realistic. Even though individuality, I'm a big fan of that. And when I work with stylists, I always want the stylist to allow the person to have their own style, right. just help them pull it together better um, because then they're not going to use the clothes and it's not going to be authentic to them. However, um, you just sort of have to be realistic. Like if you have a certain style about you, it's going to attract a certain type of person for the most part. We're talking in general terms. I'm sure that there's always exceptions. Um, the other thing, don't be too sexy if you're a female, because I think it sends the wrong message. And, you know, as a Latina that, you know, my, my whole life, I was overly sexy because I think it's weird. It's like, we're, we're just raised a certain way. We're and we born always... into it. <laughs> and it wasn't until I had, I had, uh, this boyfriend, uh, and he was older than me and he beautiful. You don't need to like go overboard everything doesn't have to be so tight i just didn't know better it wasn't like i was trying to be sexy you know i just didn't know better because this is how you grow up in this environment where everything's super tight and and then you know it took time for me to recognize that hey yeah this is too much especially i was a pharmaceutical industry executive right so <laughs> you know you have to dress the part um and you know wear the right colors some colors are not ideal and i think this is where you come in i think it's very difficult for people to figure this out on their own in the right fit. I don't care what size you are. If you wear the right fit, you're going to look great. I see people from a size zero to a size, you know, plus plus, and they look amazing because they're wearing the right clothes for themselves. I agree with that. Um, a thousand percent because you know, that is my motto and that's what I do. And I always say like for women, right? If you had to gauge someone who let's just take someone in Hollywood who I have never seen look bad pretty much ever on a red carpet, that would be Queen Latifah. Never have I seen her hair bad, her makeup bad, her, and she is a woman of a certain size. So I feel like, yes, she does have a style team and an amazing style team at that. But if she can do it, then anybody can do it. There's no excuse. And, and she's very you know, pretty too. She does. Yeah, she's beautiful. Pretty. Yes, absolutely. And I think that, um, yeah, it, it's really important. Like if I were sending a client on a date for like they're going to get Starbucks because it's COVID, right? And then they're going to take a walk to Central Park or whatever. And she's like, well, I just want to wear jeans and sneakers. I want to be comfortable because this is a casual walking date. I think that's great. But I would say put on a cool pair of sneakers. I would say <laughs> don't put on your running sneakers, right? right? Because it should be, if you're walking and then make it comfortable, um, I would say don't wear Uggs. You know, that should be Uggs or ugly. I don't care if you have sequins on them. They're ugly. I think that that's something that 
you know, you can wear once you've locked it down and, and you're dating the person. But I think, and I'm not saying you have to wear heels either, but I'm saying that like, if you're going to wear a jean, make it be like a dark wash, no embellishment. If you're going to wear sneakers, have a fun dressy sneaker. And if you don't have that, then have a boot. It doesn't have to be a heel. Maybe it can be a smaller wedge, but you know, you have to play with that, but put your best foot forward. But also, like you said, do it in a tasteful way. You don't have to overdo it to put your best foot forward. Yeah, and you should honor that person who's taking time out to meet you for the first time. If you show up, you know, looking busted and not putting any effort into it, what is the message that you're sending? If you're serious about your relationship, like I said, if you're going on a job interview, how are you going to dress according to that job interview? If you're going to go do anything of importance. There's always an attire for the moment. And you can't just let yourself go and just show up however, and they're just going to love me for who I am. No, put effort into it. That doesn't change who you are. And it's still clothes coming from your closet. And it's makeup that you have in your, you know, in your makeup collection. And Put the effort in so that people recognize that, oh, wow, you know, I appreciate this person putting that effort. Because honestly, when I was single, if somebody showed up like just like a hot mess and I'm not a fan of sneakers either. And like you said, if it's going to be a sneaker, it better be a nice one, like dirty. Well, and, and women especially. I always got complaints about, uh, you know, men, women look at men's shoes and they yep. look at their nails. Yep. I mean, I talk to the guys all the time about this stuff, like because they don't they don't think of it that way. But we do. We're like, oh, those with those nails, you can't ever touch me, you know. <laughs> you know, your breath, all these little things that, you know, people are paying attention to um, that are important. So definitely uh, image and effort all counts. So now how do you get the, you know, those people who are really dated and they're stuck, they are stuck in a date and you're trying to get them on a date. How do you get them unstuck? So it's interesting. A lot of people self-identify. Usually when I do my initial consultation is like two hours and I can tell from there and I sort of guide people with questions to get to the place of recognizing their own stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you, you know, because you, you have to meet them where they are. And if I try to impose, you know, this is what you need to do, you, you, that doesn't work. A person right. has to self-identify and, and then th then there's progress. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, there are times where people want to hire me and I can tell that they're not ready. They're not ready for coaching. If somebody's not ready for coaching, there's zero, like, you know, do not pass go, do not collect 200. No, we're not. I don't care how much money you're throwing at me. We are not working together because that's uh, that's going to be a very challenging, I call that blood money. <laughs> and, you know, I can't take that kind of money. I have to know that someone is ready and that they're open to to the possibilities of change or improvement. I always say you're a work in progress until you die. And if you think that I am what I am, like Papa used to say, that's how you are, then, okay, is that working out for you? Go right ahead, but it's not gonna it's not gonna work with us. So so yeah, so really it's just about guiding them by asking them questions to help them understand. And um I think when you and I met, I mentioned about my client who 
you know, she wanted to meet someone and she told me her stories about uh, her whole dating life and how wonderful this, this whole story she tells me. And then I said, Oh, well, how long ago was that? She was, it was 15 years before, you know, that she's telling me the story like it was yesterday and her clothes were dated. And so basically this person was stuck in this place of 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, slowly but surely, we got to a place of understanding that, you know, we need to move forward. And we're 15 years later. And when the opportunity came that I found some that I actually had a client who came in that I thought would be a good match, I specifically called and said, like, look, I want to introduce you to this gentleman. But my condition would be that you work with my stylist, because we need to spruce you up and get you all, you know, ready for this right. date. This could be your soulmate, et cetera. And she was like, let's do it. You know, and she met with my stylist. And if you saw this woman then and you see her now, I think after that, so they went on their date. They they didn't hit it off initially, but thank God I was still coaching her. The net net is she got married for the first time at the age of 60 to this one wow. man that I introduced, that was the only man I introduced to her and the only woman I introduced him. And late, fast forward, I don't know how many months later, they, when they were living together, I show up and she's now 61, but she's in great shape. Uh, she's wearing like these le- like pleather or what do they call those leather pants with a red top and red lipstick and her hair is done. I'm like, who the hell are you? <laughs> it's like, she looked amazing. So yeah, that's really what that kind of stuff does to you. And not to mention psychologically, when somebody has a makeover, it's from the outside in. Because when you look in the mirror, you're like, wow, I look amazing. I didn't even know I had it in me, right? But uh, that's that's the magic of what you do. Yeah, and and what you said is key. Um, This is a key takeaway, that coaching is really more important than what you teach anybody about dating because they if you're not coachable, then you're not going to get it. And the way to get unstuck is through coaching. And that is something that I do too. I will, I have a questionnaire and if I have to use your answers against you, I will, because if you say you want this and this is what you want, there is a little bit of a journey and work that takes to get there. And I can think of a client who her husband is a very, very stylish guy. Um, Her husband is, he's just an Oscar away from being an EGOT. Let's say that. Okay. He's got everything else and plenty of them. Okay. And every time there's an event, she doesn't want to get dressed, but I understand she doesn't love fashion. She's never been into fashion or style. She just doesn't care. And I respect that. There are people like that. They just don't care. But I think over the last two or three years that we've worked together, it's not like she's completely changed and she loves fashion now. But now she has her own eye for things that she likes. So she doesn't consult me every time she buys something. And I see that when she's really dressed and her husband is complimenting her, and then I'm on the other side complimenting her, and we're like so happy with how good she looks because she has an amazing body. It kind of gives her confidence, and then she enjoys this. So I think... That has kind of turned her around just a little bit, just enough to where she's buying clothes that she likes. She's actually incorporating colors and she needs me less and calls me less when 
she's going to wear something. And I think that's kind of cool because that's part of my journey is that you figure it out on your own. You can always call me. I'm always up for it. But I want you to figure it out on your own. I want you to enjoy and come into your own personal style where you own it, where it's yours. And, you know, another thing that I and you probably go through this, too, but I Definitely and absolutely talk women into um, their undergarments and their pajamas too, because sometimes I've gone into so many clients and I'm like, no, this has to go. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. That's my comfy thing for, you know, when it's freezing. I was like, I don't care. Your husband works really hard and he cannot come in after a hard day's work to see you wearing that. No, that has to go. And that's the thing I get the most pushback on, you know, are those kind of clothes. But believe me, I win because I guess they think about it and say, you're right. I'm like, I don't care how long you've been married. Don't let your husband come home and see you like that. You have a gorgeous body. And that's what you're going to wear when your husband <laughs> comes in the door. Like have some respect, you know, um, and the same thing with men, too. I'm like, don't let your wife come home. Get rid of that. No. Those T-shirts with the yellow. No, no, no. No T-shirts should have stains. So, um, you know, I just say all of that to say that coaching is so important and it will take you very far if you're open to coaching. So it's not just about the wardrobe that you wear. It's not just about that you have these great dating tips, but it's about the coaching that transforms you and takes you out of your past into your future and what your future can be. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's really about reframing your, you know, and figuring out your why. Like, why don't you like fashion? And, you know, you ask that question, you say why five times, let's say, you know, I don't like fashion because, oh, it's so, it's so challenging. Why is it challenging? Well, I just don't know how to put the colors together. Okay, why don't you know how to put, and you just keep going down and you get to a point where, well, when I was a kid, I took some risks with exactly. my style and people made fun of me. And that's really like, so it's always a much deeper reason to why people act and do what they do and or believe what they believe. And that's why for me, the coaching is critical because it's a series of questions to get you some answers to understand your behavior and how is impacting your life and, you know, reframing things to say, okay, I may feel comfortable with this, but there's a nicer, another option that's just as nice, that's just as comfortable. And it's also going to turn my husband on or, or whatever the case may be. So, um, that's why the coaching is important because I need to be able to uh, have someone have an open mind to be, open to the possibilities and to get to a place of change and transformation. And that can't happen without it. And so, um, you know, I, I, I just can't say enough about coaching and not just coaching for relationships. There's so many different types of coaching opportunities, including what you do. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything out there where there's no coaching involved, really, if you're working with a practitioner. Right. And that's kind of like my whole point of this conversation that if, you know, you start this year out and you're like, I want to do weight loss or I want to date or I want to take a dance class or I want to do this or I've always wanted to do this, but I've never done it. I think what's more important than the goals is getting to what has stopped you from those goals. And that includes me, right? I'm, I'm, I don't have it all together in every area. So it really goes to get to the bottom of what's stopping you 
from being the best version of yourself. And that also goes with coaching, whether you're being coached in a team, whether you're being coached at any time that I have successfully completed anything in my life, I guarantee you I had either a coach or a team behind me because I will be the first to admit I uh, most of the time don't have the willpower to do it on my own because I have a lot of gusto in the beginning. And then once I lose steam, I feel discouraged. And once I feel discouraged, I feel dismayed. And once I feel dismayed, I feel defeated. And it takes on this whole thing. And then before you know it, I'm on the floor like, well, how did I get here? And how do I get back up? Right. So I think that all of that, including getting dressed and, you know, feeling good about yourself in clothing all um, is part of that. So I'd like to, to any listeners out there, I just want to, for the women and for the men, I'll just give a couple of trending fashion things. If you're like, well, I'm open to sprucing something up, right? So the trends for this year, and you don't have to follow a trend, ladies and gentlemen, you wear what you look good in, you wear what's comfortable for you, but that gives you a certain style of style that you like for yourself. Every style is not for everybody. And that's okay. So uh, for men, um, sweater vests are back in. Suits with sandals are back in, which that's not for everybody. And if you're not sure how to approach that, ask an expert. You can even ask me. Just Instagram me, DM me at wardrobeboss.com. Um, bomber jackets are in for men. And trench coats, oversized trench coats and oversized um, like pants and clothes are kind of in for men. They're a little bit um, in for women too. For women, there's wide-legged pants and sheer tops are in and feathers are in. So, I mean, there's so much to do with trends and, you know, maybe you can find a little something that's going to make you feel better about yourself and go on Instagram and follow the people whose style you like. It doesn't have to be a celebrity. Um, I follow this woman called a badass baby boomer and she's, I think in her fifties or sixties. And I love watching what she's going to post every day because she has a great style and she's just out there showing it off and it looks great on her. So I say, if you're like, I don't know where to start. I don't know my style. Go on Instagram, put in style and just find the person who you think gels with you. Follow that person and then take some tips or ideas. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We borrow from each other all the time. Um, if you had any words of wisdom on dating or style or whatever and that you'd want to leave our listeners with today, what would that be? Well, when it comes to style, I definitely believe that if you are clueless in that department, I highly encourage you to hire someone to come in and do a closet clean out and actually put together some outfits for you and and put together, you know, seven date night outfits. Yes. Because what it'll do is it, it just takes the stress. It's so stressful, the whole dating thing for some people. And knowing that you're going to wear something that you're very comfortable with. And, you know, if you have seven options, I think that's a great way to start. And something I've always done working with stylists for the people that, that work with me as clients. Um, and then definitely uh, take some time to clean out your belief system so if there's anything that you're thinking is keeping you from meeting the person or, you know, your soulmate or what have you, take a look at that belief system. See if it's really if it's not serving you, 
get rid of it, replace it with another one because you can't leave a hole there. You got to replace it with something else and then pull out that evidence journal and write down every time you see evidence of the new belief. And that's how you incorporate that. That one little shift could be life changing and will, you know, be, could be a trajectory towards your relationship goals and actually getting there. Um, just that one thing. So that, that would be the one advice that I would give it everybody. That is excellent advice, by the way. And you're right. When I um, do, sometimes I have divorcee clients that have just gotten divorced and they're like, okay, Liza, I'm ready to start dating again. I love that because I make a certain section of their closet date outfits only. These are your date night outfits. So I think that that's a great suggestion. If people want to find you, um, they might have questions after this podcast are you willing to answer a few questions and if you absolutely find you absolutely well i'm on instagram at arlene washburn and uh my my you can go to the get real get love uh dot com and take the quiz and feel free to reach out to me my email all that good stuff i love answering questions and i'm getting ready to launch uh, a facebook show or maybe Instagram. I haven't quite figured it out where I'm going to be giving tips on a regular basis because I, I, it's really my mission to help people have happy and healthy relationships and to stop the madness of the misinformation that's out there when it comes to relationships. So I have to figure it, you know, figure out a way to put it out there. And I think that's, that's going to be one of the things that I do for 2021. Well, let me just say that it's very, very needed because I am out easily admit it that I am one of those persons who just keeps going on with life thinking that love is somehow going to find me because yes, that's what I was taught. You don't look for it. You just keep going in life and somehow it comes. And I don't think I've really caught up with the memo that that's not how it works, Eliza. But every time I put in the work, I do it for my own effort and I don't know what I'm doing. So then I just give up. And hence the reason I'm single. And the one question that I can't stand that people ask me is, why are you still single? You're so this, you're amazing. You're this, you're that. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't. And that's such a terrible answer to say, I don't know. But look, it's on me. I'll put it all on me. I'll take your quiz. I'll whatever. I'll follow the program um, because I'm teachable today. Yeah. And, you know, look, it's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault. If there's misinformation out there and that's all you know, then it's the information that's gotten you to this point. So the key is to know that there's other information that is probably more accurate, at least from my perspective, it is science-based because I do, I, I read a book a week. I read research papers. I even look at the quality of the research. If it's just a bunch of college kids participating in a research paper, that's not going to apply to a 50 something year old woman. But my point is, is that there is information out there and you have to seek it out. You have to come outside of yourself because if you keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result, you know, we all know that's the definition of crazy. So at some point you just have to say, all right, I'm ready. And, and then it takes sometimes this one little tiny thing that you change and all of a sudden success happens. And, you know, so definitely keep that in mind. And I know that you and I are going to be talking on a regular basis because <laughs> I love you. And um, I think that there's a lot of collaboration that's going to happen with us. So I'm excited for that. 
Well, the listeners can't see, but somehow we have the same beautiful color on today. We both have knit on and we both have a lavender knit. So how, when we looked at each other, we were cracking up, like really, we're almost dressed the same. So I think that that is um, a great sign to our sistership and our sisterhood. And Arlene, I want to thank you so much because this has been so informative and you gave so many great takeaways, like the spring cleaning your belief system and the evidence journal and the get real, get love.com to take the quiz and how important it is to, you know, get out of your dated style when you're dressing and to know what your style is when you go into dating. So thank you so much for, oh my gosh, you gave so much powerful information. Even I, and you know, I said at the beginning of the show, this is, she's going to enlighten you. And I really do feel enlightened. So I hope that the listeners do too. Please tell everybody once again, where they can find Miss Arlene, Mrs. Arlene Washburn, so that they can get more information from you. Thank you so much, Eliza. I have to say thank you for wearing those heart earrings that I just wish I had. I like to wear everything with hearts. But, I can um, make that happen. <laughs> but no, I really, really appreciate you, and I love what you're doing here. I think it's so important, and thank you for having me. If anyone wants to reach out, they can pretty much find me anywhere under Arlene Washburn. There's a lot of content out there, but um, look up Get Real, Get Love. I think there's some good information there, and I'm just going to keep adding to it. The quiz is a great place to start because it'll just give you some insight, and hopefully hopefully you get 100, and if you do, hey. But just know that it's science-based information. I'm not just you know pulling that out of thin air. Everything I put out there is science-based, research-based so people feel confident that the information is accurate. That is awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and dropping all these nuggets and jewels of information that are so helpful to society, to our listeners. I look forward to seeing you in person. I look forward to having you back again. And I don't know, you might need to think of having your own podcast. So you have so much um, a wealth of knowledge, especially for dating. I think it's just one of those things that are so needed. And now at dating is probably not going to be the same anymore. So we need you, Arlene. That's all I'm saying. Thank you for being here today. Thanks to everybody who came and listened. Bring a friend next time. Call your mom. Bring your auntie. Bring your husband. This show is for everybody, okay? So there's no nobody who can't be here. Just leave the kids at home. This is not a show for the kids. And um, you can always find me at Wardrobe Boss on Instagram and Wardrobe Boss Podcast on Instagram and Wardrobe Boss on Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest or just simply find me at wardrobeboss.com. Thank you so much for being here today, everybody. Um, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave your comments. You can even DM me any questions you have. I'm happy to answer them, and I'm happy to bring up any topic that you feel that you'd like to hear on this podcast. So thanks again. Happy 2021, and let's make 2021 the year that just something great happens. Have a great day. Thank you. Wardrobe Boss is hosted and produced by Eliza Perilla. Edited by Ken Johnson. Associate producer, Lauren Turner. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Wardrobe Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Wardrobe Boss is a mean old line media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.